We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit mikeknopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. The uh, Torah portion this morning, as we've been discussing, uh, deals with uh, the, uh, uh, the actual exodus from Egypt the, uh, and the crossing of the Sea of Reeds. We read the song that the uh, children of Israel sang after they crossed through. And before the Israelites crossed through, their survival was by no means guaranteed. This nation of former slaves finally, miraculously, escaped slavery, only to find themselves on their journey toward the, to the promised land cut off by a sea in front of them. And Pharaoh famously changes his mind about having let the children of Israel go, even after ten plagues, and so sends his entire army chasing after them. And then the children of Israel find themselves trapped between the impassable sea in front of them and Pharaoh's charging army of charioteers behind them, and everybody panics. Nobody knows what to do. They Children of Israel cry out to Moses, say, Moses, we need you to help us. Please do something. And Moses, in turn, turns to God in prayer and says, don't worry, God will take care of it. And turns to God and says, God, please help us. And as I mentioned a little while ago, God's response to Moses is incredible. God responds to Moses in verse 15, which is the first verse of our reading this morning, of chapter 14. God said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to go forward. And you lift up your rod and hold out your arm over the sea and split it. And then the children of Israel will pass through the sea on dry ground. Now, on some level, God's response here is puzzling. Because the sea is in front of them, the armies behind them. They need a miracle and only God can work miracles, Right? And so God responds to Moses, why are you crying out to me? And we might think to ourselves, as I imagine Moses may have, what do you mean, why am I crying out to you? Because you're God and you're the only one who can do something here. And, but God's response is incredible in that respect. Because what God says is that you, Moses, and you, children of Israel, You have the power in your hand to make miracles happen. You have the power in your hand 
to achieve what you previously thought was impossible. Now, we usually think of the Exodus story as uh, Pharaoh's education, right? That there's a power greater in the cosmos than Pharaoh. But on some level, I think the Exodus is Moses' education and the children of Israel's education. Because during the course of the Exodus, what God shows Moses is that God does not do anything without human agency participating. God puts the staff in Moses' hand, Moses' hand, and says, with this rod you will do my wonders. You, Moses, will do my wonders. The children of Israel have to join together and march out of Egypt. God doesn't pick them up and take them out. It's an education process of Moses and the children of Israel that, yes, God cares about and is involved in the world, but does nothing without human participation and human agency. So when they get to the sea and call out to God, it then makes sense that God would respond, Why are you crying out to me? Haven't you learned by now that nothing is going to happen unless you hold out your arm, unless you march forward, unless you take your destiny into your own hands and solve the problems that are in front of you. You have the power to do it, not me. That is an ethos that has motivated the Jewish spirit, the Jewish spirit for centuries, millennia. There, of course, is a countercurrent within Jewish history and Jewish teaching that implies that we ought to wait for God to solve certain problems, that one day God will bring a messianic era and the whole world will be redeemed, that we are in a broken state because God wills it that way, and therefore only God can fix it, that strand exists within the Jewish tradition, but the stronger strand, I think, is the one that says the world will never be redeemed if we don't participate in its redemption. That the world will never be fixed unless we fix it. And that ethos has motivated Jews from Judah the Maccabee to Mordechai Anchelevitz, Annie Levitz, who led the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising, to the Zionist movement. And I think that a strong argument can be made that the Jewish value that was predominant within the Zionist movement and the founding of the State of Israel was this notion that the Jewish people has to be a participant in its own destiny, has to make its own history, We can't wait around for God to swoop down and save us and bring us to a redeemed era. We have to be a participant in our own redemption. We have to achieve what we might have otherwise thought was impossible, but with our ingenuity and our hard work and our effort, we can pull off the miraculous. And the Jewish people did. We pulled off the miraculous in the face of the worst catastrophe to ever befall any group of people on this planet in history, 
we succeeded in building a beautiful, modern, democratic nation founded in the principles of the prophets of Israel and committed to being both a Jewish and democratic state. It's extraordinary, and I think it is, there's a direct connection between God saying to Moses, Don't cry out to me, go speak to the children of Israel and go forward. A direct line between that and Theodore Herzl, If you want it, it is not a fantasy. If you will it, it is not a dream. A direct line. And I reflect on this with not a little bit of sadness. Because it feels to me sometimes that the Jewish people today, both in America and in Israel, have given up on that ethos. Have abandoned the sense that we actually have to be participants in our own destiny. That there are hard problems to solve, yes, but they require our effort and our attention. That they are not going to be resolved on their own. That standing idly by is not an option. That nothing is beyond our capacity to do, even the miraculous, if we believe that we have the capability to do it and give it our attention to resolve. This week, it is quite possible that the Israeli Prime Minister is going to issue a decree to deport thousands upon thousands of Eritrean and Sudanese refugees who have fled poverty, famine, war, and brutalization in their home countries and have sought a better life, a refuge in the world's only Jewish democracy. A country that was built by and for refugees. A country committed to the principles of democracy, justice, and human rights. And there's a fear that if we absorb these people into the fabric of Israeli society, it'll alter the character of the Jewish state, the ethnic character, the religious character, the racial character. It'll be hard to assimilate and absorb them, maybe even dangerous to do so. And so we, have, we are faced with this reality and these fears. And we don't see the possibility and the urgency. We don't see that we have the capacity. We can fix that problem. We don't need to deport them back to war and famine just because we're afraid that it might impact the Jewish character of the state. There can be solutions to that problem, even if it seems impossible. There can be solutions to that problem. But all we do is cry out. What can we do? There's no solution. We've got to send them back. And not only that, but for 50 years, 
the state of Israel has been unable to resolve the conflict with the Palestinians and has kept up a demeaning and dehumanizing, undemocratic occupation of the Palestinian people during the course of that time. Now, I recognize that the conflict is complicated. And I recognize that there is blame, a lot of it, on the Palestinian side for perpetuating the conflict. But what I want to say today is that the blame that is deservedly due to the Palestinians is not an excuse for Israel throwing up its hands and saying, well, what can we do? It's an intractable situation. We might as well just keep things the way they are. It seems to me that that spirit of Matitzak Eli, why are you crying out to me? Speak to the children of Israel and you go forward. That that spirit, that that ethos, that animated the Zionist movement in the first place, that inspired our dreams and our hopes about the state of Israel, have we lost that ethos? Have we lost that spirit? We see these intractable, challenging problems that the sea is in front of us, the army is behind us. What are we going to do? We see that and we freeze. We pray. There's nothing we can do. What can we do? That's the state of Israel? What can we do? What can we do? That's the state of Israel. What can we do about, about these thousands and thousands of African migrants? We have to send them back. What can we do about the claims of the Palestinians to have their own state? What can we do? What can we do about the threats to the Jewish and democratic character of the state of Israel? What can we do? This is the Israel that we fought and died for? This is the Israel that we yearn for for thousands of years. This is the Israel that Theodor Herzl said, Im tirzu enzo agada, that if you desire it, it is not a fantasy. If you desire it, it is not a fantasy. If you will peace, it is not a dream. If you will having a state that is a safe haven and refuge for those who seek asylum from war and terror and brutalization, it is not a dream. Is this the Israel that we dreamed for? Is this the Israel that we worked for? Is this the Israel that we fought for? The Midrash puts this in extraordinary terms. It says that when God said to Moses, Mati Tzakelai, what he really said was, Amarlo Akarash Baruchu. My children are wallowing in pain. Hayam soger. The sea has closed them off. Vesonero death. And the enemy is pursuing them. And you stand and pray? Why are you calling out to me? Daber al say to the children of Israel, Vayisau, that they should move forward. And I believe that we as American Jews have a power and a responsibility to Daber al Israel, to speak to the Jewish people and remind them and ourselves, Im Tirzu Enzo Agada, if you want something to become a reality, if you desire it enough, 
If you put your energy on that, it's amazing to build microchips and instant messenger and cell phones. You've accomplished amazing things. Put your mind to that, you can accomplish anything you want. But when it comes to asylum seekers and occupation, there's nothing we can do. Of course there are things that we can do. Of course that if the Jewish people participates in its own destiny, we can accomplish the miraculous. We know this from our history, and it can be a reality today. And so this Shabbat, I offer a prayer that the spirit of Moses at the Sea of Reeds the spirit of the Zionists, the Zionist movement, the founders of the state of Israel prevails yet today. We pray in the words of Rabbi Nava Hefetz, ruler of all creation, sovereign of peace. Bless those you created, the asylum seekers and refugees persecuted and scattered throughout the world, living without shelter, status, or livelihood. You who created us in your image and who with great love breathed your spirit into us, bless them with health of mind and body and healing of spirit so that they can stand firm facing the desperate reality of their lives. Impart upon us your wisdom so that we will succeed in treating them as flesh of our flesh. Cast out from this world the racism and violence that is turned toward them. Pour out your might upon them. Be their guardian and save them. Plant in our hearts love for every person with respect to whom they are and expand our hearts so that we are able to hold them. Grant peace and happiness to all inhabitants of the earth and help us fulfill the mitzvah. The stranger who dwells with you shall be to you as one born among you and you shall love the stranger as yourself. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. May it be God's will. Amen.